Morning all. Um, before we start, I really do open up your Bible this morning because this is a whistle-stop tour through uh, chapter 40 of Genesis. So as David said, um, page 31 is probably a good place to uh, have it open at. When, when I started preparing this talk, I, I, I started thinking, when was the first time and when was the last time I felt disappointed or let down? Now, the first time was actually my first ever memory. And it was a memory of me sitting, waiting for my dad to finish work, come and pick me up and take me to football. And I sat there waiting and waiting and waiting. I was in floods of tears, which for anyone who knew when I was younger, that was quite often. But I I'd, I'd, I'd sat there and waited for him, and he never turned up that day. And we late, I later found out that he'd gone to buy my mum a birthday present, which was quite a surprise. <laughs> um, it, for the 10 years before, he'd never bought her a present. So whilst I was disappointed, I've learned later on in life that actually that possibly saved mum and dad's marriage. So it, 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 was, it wasn't so bad in the end. Um, and the latest disappointment um, was actually Friday night. Uh, I was driving back from work. And on Friday, I always have that feeling of like, for some reason, it's going around in my head. Um, driving home for Christmas. It felt like that. Every Friday night, I'm driving home. I've got the weekend, brilliant. So I was all excited, and I thought, I know what's going to happen tonight. We're going to have a Chinese. I got home, and Helen had done a pasta salad. <laughs> now, I've already said that in front of Helen this morning, and I'm hoping I still get dinner later, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so yeah, it was disappointing, but don't worry. I, I got through it, and I had a ch chippy yesterday, so we're okay. Anyway. Um, the, the dictionary definition of disappointment is sadness or displeasure caused by a non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. We can be di disappointed for many reasons, and that disappointment can be caused by anyone, including ourselves. In the reading today, we heard about the story of the cupbearer, baker, and of course, Joseph. Right at the very end of the reading, we hear about how Joseph was let down or disappointed by the cupbearer. Throughout this talk, I want you to keep in mind that dif dictionary definition of disappointment, sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. We're in a privileged position. We know the ending of, of the reading. We know how things pan out for Joseph. But as we go through the, the reading today, keep asking yourself, would I have acted like Joseph in, the situa in that situation, or would I have been filled with sadness and displeasure? So today's reading, we hear about the two new people in Joseph's story, the cupbearer and the baker. These both have been put in prison because they offended Pharaoh. Now, this is all we know about their crimes. But some commentators have suggested that it's plausible that they were both in prison because there was a plot to poison Pharaoh. One prepared Pharaoh's food, the other one his drink. So you can understand how they came to that conclusion. This added to the fact that at the end of the reading, Pharaoh killed one and released the other. Anyway, back to Joseph. He was in prison, but even in prison, God had blessed him. He was using all, his, all, all of his administrative skills and pretty much running that prison. Even though Joseph was in prison, the Lord had raised him up to a position of leadership. Now in verse 4, it says, The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended to them. Another word for attended could be served. 
Isn't it remarkable that in God's plan, leadership means service? We all need to keep coming back to that point. A heart of a leader, the heart of someone in authority, should always be the heart of a servant. When someone in authority believes that it's everyone else's job to serve them, it doesn't take long before the wheels fall off that bandwagon. Verse 5 says, Each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of of the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream that same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. The thing to note there is that both men had a dream on the same night, and both men were troubled by this dream. That's quite unusual. Verse 7 and 8, Joseph shows his leadership at work. He asks them why they were sad. This could be a really stupid question to ask. Why am I sad? Well, um, I'm in prison. But Joseph could see there was more. There was more to this. There was something about their sadness that went far beyond that. Joseph looked at them, and he knew that something was different. Joseph cared about them. What an amazing window into Joseph's heart. Don't you think that Joseph had enough of his own problems to deal with? He could have quite easily played top trumps with them both. You think you have a reason to be sad? Well, here it goes. My brothers tried to kill me. I was sold as a slave, and now I'm in prison. And you guys think you have a reason to be sad. I have a reason to be sad. Joseph could have been thinking this all the time when he was with them, but he didn't. His heart was so full of sympathy and compassion. As he looks at them, he says, why are you sad? I think there's something so powerful in that. And at that very point, Joseph shows us Jesus. Jesus came to us, suffered more than any of us, but he never asked for our pity. He went around asking, what can I do for you? How can I help you? We continue in verse 8 where it reads, we both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. This isn't Joseph just being curious. These men are troubled because of the dreams. They weren't just nightmares. They were dreams that needed to be resolved. Joseph had two remarkable, remarkable dreams himself as a young man. He knew that dreams, he knew about dreams So he thought, hey, I might be your guy. Joseph knows that God speaks through dreams. God shows us this many times throughout the Bible. Now, stand by, because here's a list of names I really probably can't pronounce. Amalek, Jacob, Laban, Joseph, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker, Pharaoh, a Midianite, Solomon, Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel, Joseph, Jesus' father, and Pilate's wife. Do you know what I find most amazing about that list? The fact there is a ratio of two to one of believers and non-believers. So God even uses dreams to speak to non-believers. There are many accounts out there of people, of non-believers having dreams about Jesus, telling them to meet this person, go to this place. When we hear about these dreams, why are we so surprised? It's right here in the Bible. So next time you have a dream that is different, seems more emotive, then maybe give it some serious thought. It may well be God. That being said, the Bible does warn us that the false prophets could use dreams to give weight to their message. So we need to use wisdom and discernment. 
perhaps speak to clergy, trusted friend or something about that when you have these dreams. Now, a bit of a, a, bit of a segue here. I want to tell you about a, a, a recurring dream that I've had ever since I was little. Have we all watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Or at least know who they are? Good. Well, I was the fifth member, and I always have been. Um, We'd go around fighting all the bad guys, and for some strange reason, it was always down by the arches in Tamworth, but go around fighting the bad guys, and more importantly, eating pizza. So that was my exciting dream, and it still, to this day, goes on. <laughs> well, the cupbearer tells Joseph about his dream, and when I look at that dream, one thing that really strikes me, the cupbearer is dreaming about his old job, not the most exciting of dreams I've heard about. I'll stick to being a turtle. So what does Joseph have to say? We continue in verse 12. Joseph says, well, it means that in three days, you'll be going back to your old job. Your relationship with Pharaoh will be restored. Joseph asks for one thing in return, that the cupbearer remembers him and mentions him to Pharaoh. Now, my little brain would think, ah, well, if that's true, great. And of course, I will tell Pharaoh, because there is no way this man could have known what my dream meant. He must be in favour with God. And if it doesn't happen, then I'll be probably dead in three days anyway, so what's, what's the problem? It's very brave of Joseph, because he could have, because he was bold enough to give an interpretation that could have been proven wrong within three days. It's not like listening to Mystic Meg, where it's very vague, a message of, there's a tall, dark stranger about to come into your life. This was something that everyone listening would know would either be true or false within three days. We know the, how the story ends, so we can be sure of one thing at this point, that God is with Joseph in that prison. Joseph knows that God is with him, but he do, that doesn't mean that Joseph doesn't want out of there. Perhaps that's something we all need to remember, and maybe someone here today needs to hear this. God is with you in the unpleasant places. It doesn't mean that he will leave you there forever, we shouldn't sit there and think, well, if God wants me out of this prison, he will do it. Joseph didn't do that. He sees an opportunity that God has brought to him and tries to use it. We shouldn't use God as an excuse to be passive. Well, if God is going to do it, I don't need to do anything. We must use the opportunities that God puts before us. Carrying on with the reading, verse 16, the baker's dream is quite tragic. The verse started with, when the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favourable interpretation, so the baker was already excited to hear what good news that Joseph had for him. As we know, Joseph has, has to tell him bad news, that he won't be going free. He will be convicted of his crime. So what, what amazes me about Joseph at this point is how faithful he is to God. He interpreted the dream exactly he didn't have to. He could have just told the cupbearer some good news or say, no, sorry, mate, I've, I've got nothing for you. Wouldn't that have been easier? It would have been easier for me today to stand here and talk uh, and preach about the, the cupbearer delivering the good news and telling you everything is going to be okay and then God worked, uh, how God worked everything out for the cupbearer. But we shouldn't be shying away from telling people what they need to hear. The gospel tells us that we need to repent and that that can be a hard message to give 
and receive, but through Jesus Christ and the cross, we are a forgiven people. Try imagining how Joseph tells the men their news. I imagine that tells the cupbearer with great, a big smile on his face and he's really excited for him. But when he tells the baker, he tells him with a tear in his eye. I'm so sorry. I do not delight in this. But I need to be faithful to God, a faithful messenger of God and tell you the truth. It does no one any good to smooth over these issues. The simple fact is we need truth. We need God's truth. Later on in the story, um, verses 20 to 23, goes on to tell us about Joseph's interpretations and how they were correct in both instances. The cupbearer got his old job back and the baker was killed. The very last verse in the reading brings us to the title of this talk. When those who serve you let you down. Verse 23, the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He had forgotten him. Put yourself in Joseph's... Joseph, Joseph, I stumbled over that earlier. Joseph, Joseph is... Joseph is... You know what I mean. Shoes. I'm sure he would, he, he would be the one man in the story we'd all wish to be. The man had faith with God and can deliver good news. And yes, he can be compassionate when he delivers bad news with a heavy heart. So how would you react? How do we react when those we serve let us down? Remember that last line. The, cupbearer, the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. What would we do next? Would you give up trying to help others? No one helped us. Perhaps the response would be different depending on the intent of the person who had let us down. The cupbearer didn't intentionally forget about Joseph. He was probably just so excited and wrapped up in the fact that he was free again. But it still hurts. It hurts when you've helped someone and there is no thank you in return. It's perhaps just me, but I get very passively aggressive at this point. Someone, I hold a door open for someone, they walk through, not a word. I wait till they're out of earshot and say, it's okay, mate, don't worry, I'm here to serve you. Well, Joseph doesn't do that. Joseph continued to be faithful to God and he did the things that God required of him. By following the, inc following the incident with the cupbearer and the baker, Joseph, Joseph goes on to be released from prison, starts interpreting dreams of Pharaoh and becomes second in overall command of Egypt. It would have been easy for Joseph to give up when the cupbearer didn't put in a good word for him, but he didn't. He kept his faith in God who delivered him from the prison and gave him new opportunities to flourish like no other in Egypt. So which do you think has the right attitude? My passive-aggressive show of disappointment or Joseph's fullness, faithfulness in God? I think that's possibly the easiest question you'll hear today. But we all need reminding of it sometimes because faithfulness to God does not come naturally to most. We have to work at it. Hopefully you will see that the whole reading today is full of important messages for us in our everyday lives. But maybe the most important message for us to hear right now comes from that very last verse. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Continue to trust God no matter how many times you feel like you have been let down by others. Amen.